This is the Geekery Update with Alan and Brian. I'm Alan. And I am Brian. Yes, that you are. Am I, though? Uh, are you? I don't know. I'm Alan D. Lyons, uh, self-published author, uh, Hostage 100, Full Steam Ahead, and I got a new book, Sasquatch and Scorpion. And I have my pal here, Brian Beggs. That is me. My name is Brian. Some call me B. Some just call me Beggs. You can call me. You can call me whatever you'd really prefer. Uh, Batman is my preferred nickname. Um, I am not yet a self-published author, author, but I am getting there. Um, I have access to a lot of. Uh, I built a lot of really cool relationships in my life, and some of those individuals that I've built relationships with happen to have a lot of inside information when it comes to Hollywood, particularly particularly Disney DC. Those are where my fortes are, but um, I, I, I tend to get information oftentimes before a lot of the big news trades like Deadline and Entertainment Tonight and stuff. So uh, that is what I'm here for. Plus, I like nerds. And Alan's a nerd, so I like, I like Alan. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the glasses really do it. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for the longest time, I didn't have glasses. Well, I mean, can you imagine us sitting here like this? How boring are we to look at? Right. I mean, people still could probably tell with shirts like this and stuff and the way I talk. All right, so we've got some listener feedback. Yes. Yes. So uh, let's, let's go over that. Um, okay, so on Facebook. Uh, Joey had recommended, uh, had recommended us. Joey is one of my coworkers. Thanks, Joey. Yes. Um, so she says, fun and entertaining to listen to. So I wholeheartedly agree with that. She's been I've listened to us and been like, okay, I can roll with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so even somebody like her that's not necessarily the geekiest, um, like, I'll, I'll say something to her about the Avengers, and then she's like, I, I don't know what that is. I never watched those movies. Um, but, I mean... What's you know, the Avenger? I've had, I've had conversations with her about, like, old school cartoons or old school movies, so, you know, there's a little bit of, a little bit of geekiness in everybody. <laughs> But somebody right. who isn't like big on Marvel and stuff like that can still can still enjoy us. Well, I don't think we're overwhelming either with like I don't think we overwhelm people with Marvel knowledge. You know what I mean? Hope not. Well, I, if we overwhelm anyone, I hope they tell us. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'd get some negative feedback instead of all just yes. positive. We got to quit being so good at what we do. I guess. Dylan uh, was one of the admins of Geek Life. So Geek Life is kind of the mother group of uh, Geekery Update and Chewing on Brains, which is it's kind of like a, a tier kind of deal. Uh, there's Geek Life, which Brian and I met. And then uh, from Geek Life, we started Chewing on Brains, which was kind of a think tank uh, kind of thing. Uh, we worked on original stuff, stories together, and which spawned the Brain Digestion podcast, 
which we, we talked about, you know, our geekery fandom and stuff and that. And then Brian and I, we we kind of did an offshoot of that. You know, we, we enjoyed our interaction, uh, you know, talking about news and stuff. So that's where the geekery update comes from. Uh, anyway, so Dylan, he's uh, one of the admins for Geek Life. And so he shared our video. We had a, uh, no, he shared a podcast um, where we talked about uh, theories and news and stuff on Spider-Man 3. Uh-huh. And he particularly uh, he particularly called out our uh, when our discussion on Spider Gwen on uh-huh. uh, Emma Stone on possibility of her returning. And it's funny how um, so we were just you know bringing up our own ideas and our own theories, not necessarily any rumor, confirmed news or anything. This is just you know thoughts on like, hey, if they're gonna bring back. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, which the rumor, those rumors were out there, you know, they could bring back Emma Stone. She could be Spider Gwen now that she's a she's a thing. And mm-hmm. since now that she's that, a thing, yeah. And since we've said that, that is actually blown up as a rumor. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to say it was because of us, but you know, there's probably other people out there with like minds that thought so so much. Or it could actually be a thing. I mean, anyway, so let's get into what Dylan said. He said, I was just listening to the Geekery Updates podcast and their theories on future Spider-Man happenings. I agree, he says. You get Emma Stone, Spider-Gwen slash Ghost Spider, because now she's actually has a name. It's Ghost Spider. Uh, (laughs) That might be as, you put in caps locks, might be as big as the Spider-Verse. So remember, we were discussing on uh, how they could be doing the Spider-Verse, adapting the animated movie and the comics. Mm-hmm. Also, he says, that being said, can open up Gwen and the Earth TRN-565, that him uh, getting a little specific there on which universe this is, for Gwenpool crossing you, can, Really quick, can you, re- can you repeat that Earth number so I can okay. write it down? Earth... TRN 565. TRN 565. That is the universe that has Gwynpool. Not Sparta Gwyn universe, but the Gwynpool universe. Gwynpool. Yes. So he says uh, that could open up Gwynpool for crossing over with Deadpool. Uh, We had another video where we discussed there's not much news on. Deadpool, other than Ryan Reynolds, is returning to the role. Uh, one month, one day. That's until Investor Day, one month, one day. Oh. Yep. And uh, which that was another one of our episodes we discussed, Disney Investors Day, on. hopefully that would uh, give us some confirmations on stuff we haven't known yet. And then he ended up the, he finished up the post with link below for the podcast. And he said, nice work, Alan and Brian. Thank Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> okay, so then let's go on to uh, Jordic. Uh, he he posted. Jordic is also another member of uh, Geek Life. He's one of the more prominent members. He's also a member of Chewing on Brains. He's been on a couple episodes of Brain Digestion. Uh, there's one where it's just him and me, where we discuss Ninja Turtles. Uh, right on. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen that one. That episode's called TMNT. 
past and future. So anyways, so Jordan shared uh, a, a link from comicbook.com. The title of the article was, Hey Marvel, release the Eternals trailer. Dylan, again, he commented on that, guessing there are some secrets they don't want to divulge yet. This is on uh, not giving us an Eternals trailer yet. And then he tagged us. He said, the Geekery update, we need an update on the Eternals. And which, uh, after that, you had uh, unearthed a uh, photo. It was kind of blurry on the team itself. Did not mm-hmm. have Black Knight in there. Kit Harrington as Black Knight, which is the character I really want to see. He's I think he is. The there, there's a reason they haven't shown him. There have been, since the filming has been, like, taken place, there have been like a lot of highly speculated rumors in regards to Kit uh, Kit Harrington's um, Kit Harrington. I'm sorry, his uh, physical look is Black Knight. Whatever look he has somehow plays a role into the film itself. Okay. Oh, so that itself would be a spoiler. You're trying to correct. Say. Okay. Correct. Um, that hasn't been suggested, that hasn't been rumored, but just based off my experience and the rumors I have heard, because the, the Eternals, they've done a really good job keeping it quiet. Okay, so here's a just a suggestion thrown out on what his physical appearance could be a spoiler to. Now, Black, okay, so as far as the Eternals goes, it's going to take place different in different timelines. Like the main team that they showed in this blurry picture was the team from like uh, medieval time or the Stone Age, something from eons ago. And then there's going to be another team in modern day with Black Knight, with Cersei, who both of those uh, in the comics become members of the Avengers. Uh, I think they're made more prominent in the 90s team. Cersei and Black Knight. Okay. So, I would say a suggestion, not necessarily saying this, but maybe his suit, his armor, would be like he uncovers some Stark tech or something. Now, I think, yes, a lot of people complain, oh, we're using Tony Stark too much for a plot device. This is why we've got Iron Boy Jr. uh, He's the OG. Spider-Man, but... But whatever, I'm just saying this is a suggestion that he could be uncovering some Stark tech, maybe some Parker tech, I don't know, some Pym tech, you know, just just throwing out, there's a lot of scientists in the Marvel Universe. Well, that MCU book, the canon MCU book, which I want to buy, but I just haven't gotten around to it, the uh, Wakanda Files. Oh, yeah. It came out two or three weeks ago. For the longest time, we've been led to believe is a fan base that Shuri is the smartest person in the MCU, and there if you go. read the book, she actually comes out and says, no, 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 it's Hank Pym. Hank Pym is the smartest person in the MCU. Ah. Which I think is a huge deal, because that means Ant-Man 3 has something. Nanotech vibranium, you're absolutely right. Exactly. In response to your uh, mention there, Dylan, that's the update we've got on Eternals, unless you have any more there, Brian. Um, unfortunately, so here's the thing with the Eternals, and De- Dylan, this isn't just directed towards you. 
but we've really got to bite our lips and just accept that we're gonna we're we're a year behind with yeah. the Eternals. So we we probably won't get a trailer till April or May. Honestly. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if we didn't get our first trailer till May with the Black Widow movie. Uh, I posted up a, I put up a little post on the Facebook page, um, day after Halloween. Um, I said, I said, I hope everyone had a good Halloween, and I asked were there any epic costumes, in which I had went ahead and I posted uh, the costumes that were in my house. Um, which were awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then we had some other uh, people comment on there and posted some pics. So uh, go ahead and check those out, people. Uh, really adorable costumes of their kids. Um, I, I really dug the, the Toy Story ones. Uh, I love Toy Story. Uh, obviously, it came out when I was a kid. The first one did. So Toy Story's a... Toy Story's a... How do you make a movie franchise with four movies and your worst movie is the second one and it's still a great movie? And they consider that the worst one? Yeah. When you can say your worst movie is better than most people's just movies in general, oh, yeah, you have a pretty good franchise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, check that out. Um, and then I, uh, I put up a post for some listener participation. Uh I asked, uh, tell us what upcoming movie or TV show you're anxious for and why. So Fred, uh, who is the founder of Geek Life. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. And he's also, he was on our uh, recent ep Brain Digestion episode on Star Wars. He is a big Star Wars fan. Um, but he had commented on there, he, he was anxious for, he said, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. Only wish that Let's, HBO Max come out Roku. on Roku. That's the only reason I have not subscribed yet. Which I agree. Um, Get a PlayStation 4 problem solved. There you go. But uh, Kim and I, we've been, uh, we caught up on Young Sheldon on HBO Max. Because uh, I get all the CBS shows, they don't put it on Hulu or Netflix or anything. Um, and by the time we got CBS All Access, they only had the latest season on there. So that was a godsend that they put that on HBO Max, Young Sheldon. So we were able to catch up before this new season. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for uh, the, the new version of Justice League, which we've had a couple updates on that, on how both Jared Leto and Joe is shooting new scenes for their roles. As well as Gal Gadot and Ray Fisher. Yes, correct, correct. Um, so yes, Fred, uh, I'm also looking forward to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Fred, I, I think you're alone. You and Alan are alone in that ship. I'm gonna let you guys sail. See ya, bye. What am I gonna do? No, I'm just kidding. I am super pumped. I am super pumped for that movie too. Yeah. I've actually heard they're gonna split it into four parts. Yeah, that's what I hear too. So it's gonna be more like a mini series opposed Which to I actually. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because I've always, you know, in, in our discussions in my years watching DC and Marvel film, television, etc., DC should just honestly stick to miniseries. Like yeah. their, Watchmen, their Watchmen show they did on HBO, 
That thing was phenomenal. Was that pretty good? I didn't watch that. It was stupid good, Alan. Like, it was an Emmy award-winning TV show for a reason. Yeah, it won some Emmys, didn't it? Both that and The Mandalorian did. Oh, obviously Mandalorian. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've actually been pretty disappointed with this season so far, but that's just talk for another day. Well, we'll get to that. Um, We have all season. The Arrowverse, when that first started out, I mean, there's still some okay things now, but when that first started out, that was, I would take that over the movies any day. I mean, Man of Steel was all right. Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut, was really good. But, mm-hmm. like, the things they had for Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, that was superb over the movies. And hopefully... I mean, yeah, the movies had better effects, and I think the Warner Brothers, as the parent company, they right. were like the the favorite child was the movies, and so obviously they were going to spend more money and focus on the movies. But hopefully that's changed now. I mean, maybe not so much for the Arrowverse. I mean, I mean, well, I would hope that the Arrowverse would still be good. Superman and Lois looked pretty good, but the HBO Max stuff. The the DC Universe stuff, which now it's going to come over to HBO Max. Like You're talking Titans. like D- DC, Doom Patrol, Titans, yeah, Patrol, Harley like, Quinn. Harley Quinn cartoons are really good. Um, yeah, so that stuff was really good. They spent some more time and focus on that. And then now the stuff that they're projecting for HBO Max, hopefully we'll see like the Green Lantern show the Adam Strange show, Strange Adventures, whatever, and then this Zack Snyder's Justice League, and any of the other stuff that they're talking about doing. Right. Um, so, yeah, like you say, the TV show for DC is within spending more time, because I think that's what kind of... The difference between DC and Marvel, yes, Marvel is very... They're, they're a juggernaut, no pun intended, in the in the cinema. But uh, God, I hope so. At least one of our fans caught that. <laughs> at least one of them. <laughs> but uh, DC's more detail oriented, and they're more they're more fit Agreed. for a, a serial adventure. I mean, yeah, you got. Let's take Batman for instance. I mean, Batman, yeah. Bow, Pip, Zoom, you know, we're going to fight some villains that, you know, would look cool on the big screen. But, like, and that's the thing with the Robert Pattinson movie. They're, you know, more focusing on him being a detective. I mean, that... I was actually, as you were talking, I was going to say, I think the Batman is DC's goldmine. I think it's going to... It's it's going to be the bee's knees. Uh but it's being, going to be very good. Yes. That being said, though, as the detective he is, that would be more... I mean, I guess we're doing the Gotham PD show, but, like, Serial Adventures, where we, you know, really get into these cases, kind of like a Law and Order kind of thing, um, really figure out the clues and stuff, and just being flashy and stuff. Well, I had a friend... At, I was talking to a friend once who... He's a huge Batman fan as well. He was like, we were talking about the Dark Knight trilogy, and he's not a fan of the trilogy because there's like no detective work. 
And he goes, here's the thing. I want to watch a Batman movie where I'm watching Batman, but I also can, like, make an argument I'm watching Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, that's how much detective work Batman needs to be doing. And, you know, Sherlock Holmes was one of the inspirations for Batman. I mean. Absolutely. He's like a mixture of Sherlock Holmes, um, Zorro, and Dracula. Absolutely. Well, and there's a reason they call it Batman Noir. Right? Yeah. Like. He's he's darker. He he doesn't have the Superman or Wonder Woman strength. He doesn't have the Green Lantern ring. He doesn't have Cyborg's robotic. Like he's just a man who fights. He he's got a cunning mind. And and, and he is stupid smart and yes. knows how to do his detective work. Yeah. That's and that was and has always and will always be my biggest complaint with the Christian Bale trilogy. It was a good trilogy, don't get me wrong, but what Christopher Nolan did is he took advantage of the Batman Rogue Gallery and let them be the highlights of his movies. Right. Which yeah, I mean they that had some great actors attached to great villains. Oh, it was movies. I mean, the Dark Knight, the the Joker two face combo, that was yes incredible. Bane was such a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. Scarecrow was such a psychological... And then to have that twist at the end where it's like, oh, no, 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 it's actually Raza's school. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, Christopher Nolan, whether people want to admit it or not, he made his money from the Batman Rogue Gallery. Yeah, period. not so much on... And that's why Christian Bale is not one of my favorite Batmans. That and I have friends who he is, and I'm like, can you just explain to me? Yeah. Out outside of outside of my friends that have minimal Batman knowledge, because you know I get it. Christian Bale is attractive, not necessarily physically attractive. That's not what I mean, but he's attractive. The army is what you're trying to say. Charming. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. There's a reason they pay him twenty million dollars just to put his face on the screen, like, <laughs> right. So I can see that, but the people who are invested into Batman, come on. It was yeah. one of the worst Batmans. Is it, yeah, is it like, are you a fan of Christian Bale's Batman, or are you just a fan of those movies? But anyways, um, so the Green Lantern show. Good. That's a good um, way to put it. Anyway, I'm sorry. The Green Lantern show, I think, would be great, is going to be great for... Uh, Serial adventure. Although they did say that it's going to focus more on the Green Lantern Corps, the lesser members, um, like Guy Gardner and stuff, which is fine. Um, I was kind of hoping there was a recent comic called The Green Lantern, and which it was basically Hal Jordan being a space cop, and he would go and you know it was it was not necessarily it was some bottle episodes, but it had an overlining umbrella plot, and which. Right that would be good to adapt. However, they could still do that with these other characters, you know, being the space cops. And so that would be more fit. It would be better for a series than, say, a movie, you know, like the Ryan Reynolds movie. Which that right. reminds me. Okay, so I have some more feedback here. Um, so I had shared uh, on my personal page... Uh, personal profile, I had shared our video on Deadpool 3. Uh, we, we had discussed, you know, 
what Disney could be doing with Deadpool 3 and whatnot. Absolutely. So, okay, so I had some comments on there. Uh, Doug, he is one of my co-writers. Um, well, okay, I'm his co-writer, I guess. He's got a series of books called The Regulators. Regulate! And which, Regulators, um, there is... Well, my second book, Full Steam Ahead, is actually was written for the, it's written for the Regulators universe. It was uh, a story that was written for uh, Regulators 2 out of time. And Steam, the character Steam that I came up with, Steam, he's a steampunk uh, kind of character. He does time travel and stuff, which fit real, real well into that story, uh, Regulators 2, which is about time travel. Um... So anyways, full steam ahead, I took the story that I wrote and I put it as its own mini book as well. Um, so you could read it both ways. Uh, so Doug, being the author of those Regulators books, um, he had commented on the Deadpool 3 video. Because I wonder how that'll work uh, while he's working on Zack Snyder's Justice League and the role of Green Lantern again. So this is his theory that they're going to bring back Ryan Reynolds is Green Lantern. So, my thought is I have to really look at the actor's perspective. And I think Ryan Reynolds made his thoughts very clear on returning to play Green Lantern when in Deadpool 2, the end credits scene featured him basically shooting himself in the head for opening the Green Lantern script. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that to me, that says he has no interest. I, I Even if DC wanted him, I don't think it would make sense. I don't think that's their Green Lantern. I don't think that's the Green Lantern they even want to associate with their universe. Yeah. Um, not that Ryan Reynolds is bad. Um, but the movie was very bad. Uh, it was not a good movie. Uh, and I think it's better for DC if they just come up with a new Green Lantern. I disagree with that with an extent. Move on with a different actor because that is attached to uh, a lot of negative thoughts and stuff, negative feelings. I disagree in the sense of I didn't think it was as bad as everybody let on. I enjoyed okay. the movie. Um, that's another case of Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man where um, they had some points in the movie that I, I'm upset that they didn't carry out. Like, I'm upset that they didn't carry out the whole Mark Strong as Sinestro. Um, so in that regards, I'm a, you know, if he would return to the role, then yeah, they could carry on with that. This is uh, just as if Andrew Garfield returned to Spider-Man, they could carry on with that those plot points. Right. Um, that being said, I, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was as bad as everybody let on. I think Ryan Reynolds is just, um, not necessarily being a troll about it, uh, mm -hmm. but he's just you know playing off of everybody saying, "Oh, you sucked in that role," so he's kind of the self-depreciating clown, where he's like, "Aha, I sucked. Let me make fun of my own self." Before well, I don't think I don't think the issue fans have is that he he sucked. I just think the script was poorly written, and I think it was a poorly directed film. I don't think there's anyone on set at any point that had that was in charge. That's what I feel. And if really, if they would have went with 
um, instead of just teasing Sinestro and where it would be in a possible movie if uh, it would get picked up for a sequel, they could have went with Sinestro right away. Now, I know the fact that they're trying to build up, yes, Sinestro was part of the Green Lantern Corps, he was a good guy, and he turned on everybody. But that could have been the plot for the whole movie. That could have been the one movie there, and that would have made it a better movie, for one thing. For the main thing. Uh, we did get a negative comment. Now, before I Those get... Those are my favorite. Oh, God. Before I get into this, okay, so it made me overthink a lot, which I think this is this... One of these kinds of people, this is their intent to really, really make you overthink and question things just for the sake of anarchy. So I chalk this guy up into the troll category. It's as if we were in an RPG. He is. If we were in an RPG, um, you know, one of our uh, villains, one of our monsters that we fight would be like the social media algorithms. And, uh, you know, we have an achievement of uh, unlocking 100 likes for our Facebook page, uh, which we did gloriously in the first week. And so here comes another right. monster we fight, and it says, you have unearthed a troll. So let's get on to what this troll says. This is on our YouTube. Level 12 troll has approached. Oh, my God. Who? You better get ready. Alan has, Alan has sent out Lugia. Lugia, quick attack. Of all the attacks I choose for Lugia, I do quick attack. What the heck? <laughs> it can be like it can be like hyper beam or solar beam or psychic. No, 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 no. Let's do let's do quick attack. Let's make sure we attack first. Yeah. Priorities, priorities, people. So this is on our YouTube channel, um, on our video about Beta Ray Bill. Uh, we Beta Ray Bill, yes, baby. Yes, we discussed about uh, our wishes, particularly my wishes. For Beta Ray to be Beta Ray Bill to be in the MCU, whether it be for Thor: Love and Thunder or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. All right, so Sounds this good. guy's name is Somanshu Dev, and he says no! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! All caps. Never! Exclamation Never. mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Oh, glasses have to come off now. Beta Ray Bill must not come in MCU. The, again, he's not using very good grammar here. Uh, Beta Ray Bill must not come in MCU because if it happens, then he will also be ruined and mocked like all other characters of Thor comics. Don't you huh. read comics? Because if you really read them by heart, then you would never have done such a thing. Never have uploaded such a video on a legendary character created by Walt Simonson himself. Who is the first wielder of Mjolnir? Please answer me. Do you read Thor comics? I didn't know what to say that besides, calm down, dude. It'll be all right. Every little thing is going to be all right. So I don't know. Do you what read you Thor think? comics? Do you read I comics? Don't think, I don't think I read Thor comics. No. no. I don't read Thor comics. Why would I read Thor comics? That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Thank you for schooling us that Walt Simonson created Beta Ray Bill. 
I had forgot to mention that in that video. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone was listening was like, they they gave us bad grades because we didn't say who created Beta Ray Bill. Oh, my God. That explains our bad survey results. Thank so, you, my brother, for the feedback. Before I really get into that, uh, let me bring up this. So, I'm sorry, Samanchu, this is not the original original copy. This is a True Believers issue. True Believers, a nice little thing that Marvel's been doing. Uh, they'll re reprint comics for a dollar, and they'll reprint old storylines. So, again, I'm sorry that this is not the original issue, but this is, uh, as you see there, that's Beta Ray Bill, Stormbreaker. Uh, as I discussed in the video, um, in the issue before this, Thor and Beta Ray Bill went into battle. And the winner of the battle was to possess Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Okay. And, well, Beta Ray Bill won. Thor lost. So in this one, Thor moped around. He was sad. He was felt he wasn't worthy anymore. So then Odin, being the good father that he was, he went to Eatry the Dwarf. Eatry the Dwarf, played by Peter Link Dinklage and Avengers so Infinity funny. War. He went to him to build Stormbreaker. So he could, so Thor could have his hammer back and Beta Ray Bill could have his own weapon. Uh, this was lifted for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Thor went to each of the dwarf to build Stormbreaker for himself. And as I discussed in this video, uh, in that last video, hopefully that they would, Stormbreaker would move on to Beta Ray Bill. But if they did, evidently Beta Ray Bill would be ruined and mocked. Um, so I get the whole thing about, um, there's people who want to protect the integrity of a character or storyline. I think it's uh, not very progressive. Uh, it it okay. thwarts the evol evolution of a character. But I disagree. I don't think he would be ruined because, as you could see with MCU's track record, that they have done a very good job of bringing characters alive. I mean, you could have somebody serious, like a Steve Rogers' Captain America movie. And at the same time, in the same universe, have a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Thank you for bringing those two up. <laughs> and still make it entertaining and not laughable. I mean, yeah, you we're laughing what? because it's comedy. It's funny you brought Guardians up, because I always tell people, I think the turning point in the MCU, and when I say the turning point, I don't mean the point it gained momentum, because that happened when the Avengers came out. Yes. Right? The Avengers was game changer. I'm talking... The moment in the MCU when people stopped going to see these movies because they were superhero movies, and they started going to see these movies because they made them feel something. Yes. I think the pivotal moment was when Groot wrapped everyone inside that ball, and Rocket goes, what are you doing? You'll die. And he says, we are Groot. We are Groot. Yes. And the entire audience, Alan, I went and saw that movie three times. All three times it was a packed theater. All three times when he says weird group, I'm going to get choked up and start crying just huh. like talking about it. But like, it was in incredible to see the audience react because people were literally like, oh my God. Right. And they, they started crying. We're getting emotional over a talking tree. Over a talking tree. That, but the way by that the, way, the, the only thing Gunn he can say is I am group. Yeah, the way he James Gunn wrote and directed that he made as full-grown adults, not just the comic book readers, 
but just regular average moviegoers made us feel for a talking mm-hmm. freaking tree. Yep. And it, I mean, I don't know if you remember Guardians, but it was one of those box office movies that it made its money on the tail end. Oh, I almost forgot to give credit to not just James Gunn, but Vin Diesel. For all he has to say is three words the whole movie. And he gave an emotional performance just saying those three words. Did did you ever hear what James Gunn did to help Vin, uh, Vin Diesel? Oh, he so wrote that, an actual script of what yeah, yeah, he was yeah. actually he saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual words. Yeah. Yes, that, that is so genius. Yep. Oh, and yeah. And weird when when he says we are group. From my understanding, he's saying we are family. Yes. Yeah. So like, oh my gosh, yeah. That that like I said, I think that was the moment when, because like you said, at the beginning it was all it was these these super excited comic geeks that were going. And these casual moviegoers were being brought into the big event, like Winter Soldier and uh, Avengers 2. And, um, you know, because at this point, Avengers 2 came out before Guardians 1. So the casual superhero moviegoer was being brought into the big event movies, Captain America, Winter Soldier, et cetera, et cetera. So when Guardians comes out, they weren't really interested because they didn't have Captain America or Iron Man right. There was no interest, but then all of a sudden their friends went and saw it, and their friends were like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. And so it, then they went and saw it, and then they uh, left, and they went, Marvel just made a space opera. And you mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of moviegoers and people that, and the average Marvel fan that didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy was. Now me... Most Marvel fans didn't Yeah, Marvel. Ma- I'm a big Marvel fan, and I will admit that I didn't know who a lot of these characters were. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I knew who Rocket Raccoon was. I've heard of him. I've heard of Gamora. I knew that Gamora was Thanos' daughter slash granddaughter because they, I think they say granddaughter in the comics. Right. Um, and I knew Drax the Destroyer. Well, I knew him as Drax the Destroyer, especially from the Silver Surfer cartoon in the 90s. So I, I was attached to these characters. I'm like, okay, we're going to make a team with these my little minor characters but still would be neat to see. And then and then before the movie came out, I got some Guardians of the Galaxy comics, read up on them. Um, obviously, the original team was, had Yondu, uh, Michael Rooker's character, and uh-huh. they, they kind of fleshed these characters out of the original team in Volume 2 with Sylvester Stallone's character and stuff. But, um, you know, they decided to go with this team from the more recent comics. Um, Which I, yeah, I, I, I did my research, and I kind of... And that just, just because I don't know something right away and then something comes out like a movie and then therefore I research it, I don't know if that makes me any less of a comic fan. I don't think it should. I don't think that Absolutely should be for not. anybody. No. That's just being well, arrogant. Well, or a troll. Right. No, and it's... And I think the thing is, too... For the, for most comic book readers, you, me, Jordic, Fred, Dylan, you know, we're, we're pretty laid back people by nature. Like we use comic books to escape. That's another reason why you should join the Geek Life group. Absolutely. Come join us. We're we're, We're not, we're a lot of fun. 
we're not going to trash you because you know less than we do. There may be a couple people Absolutely. in the group, but for, for the majority. Well, I think we can all agree it's probably you and Bob Thayer that have the most Marvel knowledge. Yep, Bob, Bob being another member of the Chewing Up Brains group. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm going to be humble right there and say I'm not sure if I have superior knowledge than than most people on that in the Geek Life group. The only thing I would argue that I have more knowledge on about than anything is Harry Potter. <laughs> there you go. Everybody has their own master set. Uh, there's a few places you can find us online now. Uh, remind us, Brian, where those are at. Uh, they are on Facebook. They are on YouTube. They are on Twitter. They are on Instagram. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, um, <laughs> there is uh, <laughs> on anchor.fm, which is our host site. For, for podcast. Our um, mother's site, if you will. Our mother's site. Which, yeah, that's another place uh, you can check out, listen to our podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify. Um, leave a review wherever, you, uh, wherever you're at, wherever you listen to us. You, uh, please leave a review or share. Um, I mean, even liking our stuff, uh, that, that does a little bit. But uh, saying Anchor has a feature called Become a Supporter. And uh, that would be really cool if like super cool, guys. somebody would do that. But there's different tiers you can, and one of the smallest tiers is just like, you know, buying yourself a comic book or something, buying a copy. And if you, if you did that, that would be very appreciative. Um, but like I said, um, even if you don't have money, you can still... Even if you share stuff, even liking stuff, but uh, sharing is caring. So, I mean, he's not lying there. Sharing is caring. I mean, not Karen, as in the the lady that everybody hates now. I mean, caring. Oh, I I, I legitimately thought you meant sharing is caring. Yeah, well, that's I, that's what I meant. But then the way when I said it, it sounded like Karen. Oh, Karen. <laughs> or uh, who looks a lot like Kate Goslin. <laughs> I need to speak to your manager. Okay. <laughs> oh.